For our podcast listeners, we experienced some technical difficulties recording the beginning of the show this morning, so we'll be joining in about halfway through our conversation with Dan Adcock, Director of Government Relations and Policy for the National Committee to Preserve Social Security and Medicare. Concern because we represent seniors is, you know, there's a lot of seniors, especially during this pandemic, uh, that vote by mail, and they vote by mail because, you know, they obviously want to to avoid exposure to COVID, but even before the pandemic, you know, there's just a lot of seniors that just have a hard time getting around, a lot of our shut-ins, and so it's a great way to vote, to vote by mail, but unfortunately, there's too many state legislatures in, in terms of these vo- the, the voting laws that they're taking up um, that would make it harder to vote by mail. I know at least in, in West Virginia, um, your, the state Senate in, in Charleston had approved a bill, uh, Senate Bill 565, that would have uh, moved the deadline for requesting an absentee ballot uh, six days before the election instead of 11. And luckily that, you know, didn't make it, uh, you know, when, while the, uh, the Judiciary Committee of the House delegates chose not to take up the bill during the session, um, Chairman uh, Moore Capito left open the possibility of considering the legislation during the next session. So these are the kind of laws we're concerned about. You know, one of the things I learned a long time ago when I was taking a business class in college is that any obstacle you put in front of your customers is going to mean it's going to be harder for your customers to do business with you, and I think that applies in this situation too. So even if you're, you know, so even if you're going to do something like this, it means it's going to make it that much harder for people to vote, and and this is going to be it's going to have a disproportionate act effect on seniors, you know, who are voting by mail, who've really learned uh, that it's the easiest way to. Um, to, you know, to, uh, uh, to uh, invoke their constitutional right to be able to vote. Yeah, and I feel like that's uh, somewhat pertinent, especially here in West Virginia with the uh, you know, age of West Virginians mm-hmm. being as old as it is and as rural as West Virginia can get. Uh, you know, that extra couple of days... Uh, less to you know be able to get out of the house and get to wherever you need to put your vote in uh you know could be make a big difference exactly you know and the other and the other part of it is is that uh you know voter fraud there's been a lot of studies done on voter fraud uh massachusetts institute of technology found that uh, and i'm going to get hopefully get this right point zero 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 six percent of 250 votes voted by mail uh nationwide were fraudulent um, and, and additionally, scholars in, uh, at, the, at Stanford University analyzing 1996 to 2018 data in California, Utah, and Washington found that vote by mail did not advantage one political party over the other. And I think that's you know that's what's going on in a lot of these laws that are being made. They're, is they're trying to attack uh, some of these different modalities of voting uh, for the for the reason that they think that you know one party, uh, the people who are affiliated with one party are over. Uh, uh, have they, they think that there's an advantage to trying to suppress that particular type of voting, and in this case, there really isn't. That isn't even really true. So, if you're going to make it harder for people to vote, you're not just making it hard for the people who are your political opponents. You're also making it hard for your allies to vote too. So, it seems like it's a, a self-defeating thing to begin with. But that's why we feel so strongly about trying to get uh, Senator Manchin to, at least in this case, uh, just at least for this particular piece of legislation to consider some reforms to the filibuster because, you know, we think that based on the vote counting we've done, uh, that it's going to be pretty hard to get the 60 votes in the Senate to pass this legislation, unfortunately. So when, when you guys are advocating for some of these issues that um, that are at the heart of senior citizens in particular, we all know that uh, some of the older folks 
would, would never scam anyone else so they can fall prey to scams. Um, is there any advice for seniors who might be listening about the best place to get good, sound advice about how to get their votes in, make it count and all that? Well, I mean, they certainly can come to us, the National Committee to Preserve Social Security and, and Medicare. Uh, but I think also the, you know, the uh, legal women voters are, are going to be, you know, in your state, are going to be a great source um, of, of how to do that, uh, you know, to, to ensure that, they, you know, that they're able to exercise their right of, of franchise. So I think those are at least a couple places they can go to to make sure that they understand what the voting laws are. And even just, you know, uh, you know Board of Elections and Counties, um, I think, you know, they're, you know, the people who staff them are career civil servants. They don't have a political axe to grind. And so I think they could be very helpful to people understand what their deadlines are, what they need to do, um, and, uh, it, you know, and try to help them explain sometimes the complex process that's involved in voting. And we're speaking with Dan Adcock, Director of Government Relations and Policy, the National Committee to Preserve Social Security and Medicare. Now, we have to go to a break here directly, but can you let everybody know where they can get in touch with you, maybe to find out more information, you know, about uh, the Committee to Preserve Social Security and Medicare, and maybe find out how they can use some of your resources? Sure, they can call us toll-free at 800-966-1935, or they can uh, check out our website at uh, www.ncp. SSM.org. Again, Dan, Dan Adcock, Director of Government Relations and Policy, the National Committee to Preserve Social Security and Medicare. Thanks for calling in and uh, t- uh, speaking with us a little bit this morning. Yeah, thank you. Absolutely. And stick around for more here on Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. You deserve honest and skilled family law representation. Minimize stress involved with family law matters. Contact Sutton and Janelle, attorneys at law. They provide alternative dispute resolutions such as mediation. Aside from matters of divorce, Sutton and Janelle can also help you with adoption and more. Their level of professionalism, competence, and consideration of all my personal well-being eased my anxieties during my divorce. Their team provided a thorough and candid evaluation of my case before we even began. Schedule your case evaluation at their new location, West King Street, Martinsburg, online at suttonandjanelle.com. On the last talk line on Metro News, we went the sports route, talked with WVU head football coach Neil Brown on the significance of that dramatic win over Virginia Tech. I thought this was going to be a defining moment for, for our team, this year's team. And we talked about that, you know, starting probably on Wednesday last week, a eh? This can, this can help define us. News, sports, whatever's the big story, we're talking about it on TalkLine. Weekdays at 10.06, brought to you by Hospice of the Panhandle on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Oh, according to research, 82% of people remember radio ads. That means that 82% of you listening right now will remember that this is an ad for ZipRecruiter. If you're hiring, 82% of you will recall that ZipRecruiter makes hiring faster and easier. And 82% of you will note that you can try ZipRecruiter for free today. But you have to go to ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Yes, free. 82% of you will keep in mind that ZipRecruiter's technology finds qualified people for your job and actively invites them to apply. of you will also know that I, um, live with my mom. But the most important thing to note is that ZipRecruiter works. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Will you be part of the 82% who remember where you can try ZipRecruiter for free? It's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Again, that exclusive link is ZipRecruiter.com slash free. How much? Free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. This is Renee. Happy to be here. She's not some influencer. She's more of a groundbreaker. 
turning her four-acre lot into a little slice of heaven behind the wheel of a John Deere 1 Series tractor. Renee runs with us because the most important job is the next one. That's all I got. Nothing runs like a deer. Get a 1 Series tractor for just $99 per month at your John Deere dealer today. For additional cost information, please call toll-free 855-633-2315. Welcome back to the quickest podcast ever, brought to you by Kohl's. Today's topic, fall style. Wait, wasn't it just June? Right? So I went to Kohl's. Of course you did. I got a cute Kara Santana for Nine West sweater for 25% off and a great pair of Vans. Love Vans. And saved 25% on a champion hoodie for my husband. Ooh, sounds cozy. You should go. You'll get 15% off or 15, 20, or even 30% off with a Kohl's card. BRB. Select styles. Offers end September 26th. Champion coupons do not apply. Some exclusions apply. See store or for details. Welcome back to Panhandle Live. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nicewarner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full-service law firm serving West Virginia and Maryland, helping individuals, families, businesses with all of their legal needs. Family law, criminal defense, DUI, personal injury, mediation. They provide legal counsel tailored to you. You can visit their new historic location, downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at SuttonandJanelle.com. I'm Jordan Icewinner. Alongside me is Marsh Kavalik. If you missed it before the break, see if I can say this one more time. You, you did beautifully <laughs> all morning. Dan Adcock, Director of Government Relations and Policy for the National Committee to Preserve Social Security and Medicare was on to talk about Social Security and Medicare and the um, absentee ballots and the you know filibuster and yeah, things like that and mansion and mm-hmm. you know, all kinds of different stuff. So go ahead and uh, listen back to that if you missed it. Um, but yeah, and alongside me is Marsh Kavag. Did I say that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think so. At some yeah. point today. And uh, uh, after the next break, we're going to have Morgan County Sheriff Casey Bohr on. And speaking of Morgan County, Berkeley Springs football uh, kicks back off tomorrow at 7 o'clock with Tucker County at home. And I was able to talk with Coach Terry Ray yesterday about the tough loss on the road at Frankfurt last week. That final score was 67-26. to Now, uh, you'll hear me say in this interview, uh, it sounds a lot worse than what it was. And right. uh, you've said that too, Marsh. I mean, Frankfurt coming into the game had only given up eight points total mm-hmm. all year. And then... Uh, Berkeley Springs was able to put 26 up. So yeah, uh, yeah. I think that's a that's a win. Absolutely. So do I. So here's uh, my conversation yesterday with Berkeley Springs football head coach Terry Ray. I'm joined by Berkeley Springs high school football head coach Terry Ray. Coach, thanks for joining me today. So let's talk about that tough road loss at Frankfurt last week. 67-26 was the score. Um, what are some of the takeaways from that? I mean, Frankfurt's always a tough game, especially when you're traveling to Frankfurt. Uh, the score, I mean, it looks a little lopsided on paper, but uh, I think personally from watching it, it uh, looks a lot worse than the product that was on the field. So uh, what were some of your takeaways from last week's game? Well, every once in a while you're going to take one on the chin, and we took one on the chin last Friday. Uh, score is a little bit lopsided, but we played well. We were missing a few kids. We all know we have COVID right now, and we have kids that are out on quarantine. And we were missing a few players. But that's no excuse. Uh, we we played well. We fought. We lost a few kids during the game to injuries. But uh, I was real happy with the resilience of our football team not giving up because at any time we could have gave up, and that game could have got real out of hand. But we fought in the last quarter and last whistle, and just 
did what we had to do. Yeah, I agree. It was uh, it was impressive to see how the team stayed in it uh, throughout the game. And I mean, coming into it, Frankfurt had only given up eight points total in their first couple of games. So putting twenty six on them uh, is definitely something uh, to hang your hat on. But the uh, the offense for Frankfurt is a tough one to you know prep for. It's that triple option offense, especially uh, when you're trying to you know in practice the week before, try and give your defense you know some good reps to see what's going on. It's hard when you don't run that offense to run it uh, you know as you're going to see it especially with a team like Frankfurt that runs it so well. So was that, you know, one of the, you know, hurdles last week prepping for that game? Uh, it, there, it's always a hurdle when you're trying to get your scout team to uh, run the wing T offense. Uh, they're not used to doing it, especially because we're a spread style offense. So it, it, it plays into it a little bit, but uh, we didn't execute very well on defense last week, and I, I'm not going to blame it for prep. Yeah, it seemed like, uh, I don't know, it just seemed like the the defensive line, especially that's been so good the first couple of games, they weren't really getting as much penetration uh, into the offense that they were last week. And, uh, you know, during the game as I was uh, broadcasting it, uh, it did seem like, you know, with that wing T triple option offense, it's hard to even know where the ball is. And then when you have, uh, you know, guys like the running backs from Frankfurt that are so fast, once you find where the ball is, well, you've probably given them enough time to, you know, get into some space and they can make something happen. Yeah, we are. Try to avoid all that stuff. We read our keys, we read guards and stuff like that on our defense here. Mm-hmm. But uh, our defense front, they got beat up a little bit. Uh, like I said, uh, Hunter Ambrose went out early in the second corner with an ankle injury, and we already had a backup in at our uh, three tech position, defensive tackle, and Lucas Purdy. And they gave us the best effort they could. Uh, I like I said, every once in a while you take one on the chin. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to make any excuses for it. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, as I said there at the beginning, and you did too, the score looked a little lopsided, but, you know, there were a lot of good takeaways from that game. Uh, you can obviously, you know, take the negatives from that. But, uh, you know, in a game like that, there was a lot of good things that came out of it, sp- specifically, you know, the team staying in it for all four quarters and, you know, putting some points up there at the end. But let's look forward to this week. Tucker County's coming into town. They're 1-3 and three on the year so far. They run, you know, almost an identical offense as uh, your team does. So what are you expecting from them? I mean, they had a 45-14 loss to Moorfield last week. Are you uh, kind of expect them to air it out a little bit? Are you game planning, you know, certain things? Well, they're pretty close to they're they're pretty close to fifty fifty pass and run. Uh, Coach Rapp's got those guys running a similar offense to us. I think they're going to throw the ball a little bit more against us. Uh, we've all week already. We've been working on the pass, and they do run the wall, uh, ball pretty well. Uh, so we're not going to ignore that. We got to show up and play four quarters of football and be resilient this week. Now let's talk about some of those injuries. I know Sean Lord went out last week with a shoulder injury and a handful of other guys. You said Hunter Ambrose with an ankle injury as well. Uh, what is the team, you know, how are they holding up? How are they looking now that the season's, you know, in full swing? Well, you know, this year we talked about creating depth. And in the last week or so, we we're getting to use that depth. <laughs> so the coaching staff and myself, we're going to see how good of coaches we are about coaching depth because we're going to have some backups in this week. But there's no excuse. We have the next man up mentality. So if a guy goes down, uh, we need to step up. Next guy needs replacing. Absolutely. Again, we're speaking with uh, Coach Terry Wright, head coach for Berkeley Springs High School football. Uh, yeah, I mean, last week was a tough one, but it gives you a little bit more motivation, uh, you know, in the week and this week prepping for Tucker County because you know what you got to work on. Now you're facing a team that you can, you know, game plan a little easier with since they run a pretty similar uh, offense. So I'm expecting a pretty good game. What about you? I am. I think it's going to be fun. It's going to stay dry. I hope there won't be a wet track. People here at Morgan Field, you guys are going to be here announcing. I think it's going to be a great night. Absolutely. Thanks for taking a little time to talk with me, Coach, and I'm looking forward to Friday. All right, looking forward to seeing you guys. Absolutely. Thanks, man.
That was a little bit of the conversation with Coach Terry Ray, head coach for Berkeley Springs High School Football. And uh, like he said, you know, not a lot of excuses for last week. They just kind of took one on the chin, kind of got, uh, I'm not going to say got surprised, but kind of, well, got surprised a little bit there. I mean, a 67 to 26 loss is never uh, something that you are happy about. But we'll see what happens this week. Again, tomorrow night, 7 o'clock kickoff at home at Morgan Field in Berkeley Springs against Tucker County, uh, who are 1 and 3 coming into this game after a 45 to 14 loss last week. You know what I'm low key looking forward to? What? Okay, so last week you mm. had a little assist from the moms in the, in the group. <laughs> yeah. And I'm wondering if they'll they'll chime in again. I don't know. I'm going to have to make you like our associate producer or yeah, something. Yeah, the XDC Facebook page. <laughs> so they, 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 were, they were commenting on the XDC Facebook page, mm-hmm. which was great. Absolutely. You know, I get notifications for that. I'm like, oh, oh my gosh, the moms are talking about injuries. Mm-hmm. And so I sent that to you. Yeah, and it was so, perfect because there were a couple, they were, I guess, going down kind of fast and quick mm-hmm. and they were getting off the field and we weren't even uh, really noticing that kids were getting taken off. Some guy even got taken to the hospital. I mean, yeah. everybody seems to be fine. Uh, I mean, for the most part. Um, but yeah, that was, that was uh, critical information that you shout passed out, along. Shout out to the mom crew. Absolutely. Much and, respect. Uh, of course, those games are broadcast on our sister station, 92.9 WXDC. Uh, you can listen live there. Uh, of course, it's supposed to be perfect. I mean, it looks gorgeous outside right now, and I think it's supposed to stay like that through the weekend. Beautiful so, weekend. Absolutely. So uh, not a too many weather excuses to not come out and watch a ball game. But if not, you can always listen on 92.9 WXDC. And for free on the 92.9 WXDC app. But coming up after the break, we're going to keep it uh, in Morgan County and talk to Morgan. County Sheriff Casey Bohr. It's coming up here on Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Virginia Metro News. I'm Kerry Hudasek. A second West Virginia County now has an indoor mask mandate. The Mercer County Board of Health voted in favor of the mandate Wednesday, joining Greenbrier County, which took a similar vote late last week. The mandate applies to all public buildings, including retail spaces, schools, and restaurants. Mercer County's COVID-19 infection rate is currently more than 116%. There have been 17 people die with COVID in the last three weeks. Mercer County Commissioner Greg Puckett says masks should be worn until vaccination rates increase. Please get vaccinated. Please take matters into your own hands to protect all. The mandate took effect immediately. The health board will revisit it at the end of October. I'm Jeff Jenkins, WVMetroNews.com. A man accused of murdering a Charleston police officer last year will now go on trial in January instead of this November. A Kanawha County judge has moved the trial of 38-year-old Joshua Phillips due to spacing issues in the courthouse. State police continue to investigate a threat posted on TikTok concerning Mountain Ridge Middle School in Berkeley County. The school has asked for increased police presence as the investigation continues, and anyone with information is urged to call the Martinsburg Detachment of the state police. Stress and anxiety is becoming more common as the COVID-19 crisis lingers on. First Choice Services, which runs the statewide Help 304 emotional support line, says they've seen a 66% increase in calls since June. You're listening to Metro News, the voice of West Virginia. Trading in your business fleet or personal vehicle for a new one? Donate your used vehicle to Good News Mountaineer Garage and get the best tax deduction possible and the satisfaction of knowing your donation changed the life of someone in need. Good News Mountaineer Garage repairs donated vehicles and provides them to qualified West Virginia families, giving them access to employment, safe, affordable housing, health care, and other vital necessities, and putting them on the road to economic independence. Call 1-866-GIVE-CAR today for Good News Mountaineer Garage. 866-GIVE-CAR. 
When the Mountaineers play, the best game day coverage is on Metro News. WVU opens Big 12 Conference play on the road this Saturday in a primetime matchup with the Oklahoma Sooners. Join Hoppy Kerchival, Brad Howe, Kyle Wiggs, Jeff Jenkins, Dave Weekly, Fred Persinger, Greg Hutter, and former Mountaineer Reed Williams for the most comprehensive, informative, and provocative game day coverage. It all starts at 3 p.m. Saturday on Metro News, the voice of West Virginia. The future of Charleston's Jaeger Airport is looking bright. Everything we do is, we have a strategy, we have the strategic goals, and everything we do aligns with those goals to make the airport the most important economic engine in the state of West Virginia through advances in aerospace and education. Airport Director Nick Keller gave his first annual report during Wednesday's board meeting. He says there are many projects on the horizon, including the upcoming addition of the U.S. Customs Building. The board also on Wednesday voted to give Keller a salary raise. From the Metro News Anchor Desk, I'm Kerry. Clay Travis. We are going to represent what Rush always represented, which is the full fruition of American freedom. Buck Sexton. There is nothing that has ever been comparable to being at that golden mic. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton, inspired by Rush. Weekdays from noon to three. It's the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. From the front yard to the back, get your home fall ready at Lowe's. Save up to $10 on Scott's Turf Builder grass seed for a thicker lawn. Plus save $30 on a charbroil stainless steel four burner gas grill. Was $299. Good, how you doing, Sheriff? Lowe's. Oh, I'm doing all right. Now that that rain's finally done, looks gorgeous outside. Last, last. Selection varies by location. It is Absolutely. Now we have uh, about a minute left till we come back. School, if I put you on hold until then. Change your life. And awesome. That's Thank what you. The home's Thanks. first smart water network does. It turns your everyday routine into a customized experience. Moen, fill the baby's bottle. And it can stop a catastrophic leak with a simple. Water designs our life. Who designs for water? The water. Moen. Let's be real. Mopping is a hassle. You have to fill the bucket. Pushing a wet, heavy mop around. Then cleaning the mop when you're done so it doesn't grow bacteria. A hassle on top of a hassle. Try Swiffer WetJet. With Swiffer WetJet, you start with a fresh pad and cleaning solution every time. And when you're done, you just toss the pad. Swiffer Wet Jet, the faster, easier, cleaner way to clean your floors. Taking local stories and sharing them with the four state. This is Panhandle Live with hosts Jordan Nice Warner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full-service law firm serving West Virginia and Maryland. You can visit our new historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Icewinner. Alongside me is Marsha Kavalik. If you missed it, we had Dan Adcock, Director of Government Relations and Policy for the National Committee to Preserve Social Security and Medicare on. Uh, after that, thank you for the thumbs up there, Marsha. <laughs> after that, uh, we talked to uh, Berkeley Springs head coach Terry Ray about last week's uh, loss of Frankfurt and then looking forward to this 
this week's home game. Again, 7 o'clock kickoff at Morgan Field at uh, Berkeley Springs High School against Tucker County um, and previewing that a little bit. So if you missed any of that, you can always listen back to it a little bit later on today on our Panhandle Live Facebook page. And speaking of Morgan County, joining us on the phone, it's Morgan County Sheriff Casey Borer. How you doing, Sheriff? Good morning. How are you? We're, We're doing good. good. Thanks for being on. We really appreciate it. I appreciate the opportunity to talk to you guys. It's been a little while. I know. I I really appreciate the fact that you uh, send us over press releases and you're always available if if I need to follow up on on something. I also, um, you know, hound your Facebook page and look (laughs) because you're always posting really cool stuff. And uh, I want to get to to one of those items um, in a bit. But um, top of mind, of course, the trial for Andy McCauley Jr. begins next week in Berkeley Springs. I I know you can't say a ton about it, but just uh, say what you can. Well, um, you know, it's been quite a process over two years to get to the point of the trial and been a lot of hard work by a lot of different agencies. Um, our department, uh, state police, FBI, and several other agencies that's put a lot of time and effort into this and the prosecuting attorney's office. So, um, you know, all along our thing is we're seeking justice for Riley and this is our justice system and, uh, there's a jury seated now, and it looks like it's going to go. So we just hope and pray for, uh, for for justice and let our legal system work. Hopefully, I will see you there. I know you 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 and your guys uh, may be in and out, um, but I'm I'm trying to get a seat in the room, and and there's a process you have to go through. I have a feeling I'm fighting with folks from Court TV in that. I don't know. I heard a rumor the other day, but nothing that I can confirm. But. Mm. Um, I'm sure there are, there's a lot of interest in, in this trial. Well, just just tell Judge McLaughlin that I don't take up that much room. Uh, <laughs> she's that's, that's I know Judge she's considering courtroom, and she'll mm. make the best decision that she sees fit. I know she will. <laughs> yeah, she's they're considering that now. I'm waiting to to hear back, but it's um it's remarkable when you think about it that you know it's it's this level. Yeah. Um, and it and it certainly is a, a tragic case and and of course that's why there's so much interest in it Uh, there is i mean anytime there's a you know career-wise a homicide there's it's like the most egregious crime that we see and when it's a young person it's even you know more important to uh, seek justice and at the same time we have to make sure that we do our things in the justice system protects the rights of the accused and you know that's why we hope and pray for uh for justice well, on a on a better note, um, as I mentioned, I'm I'm frequently looking at your social media, and um, good or bad, you know, you guys have uh, have uh, posts about some of the arrests that you've made, and uh, monthly compilations of the services that you guys have have uh, uh, done throughout the the county. Uh, one of the really cool things that you uh, mentioned the other day was that uh, neighboring jurisdictions have helped you guys out with some vehicles. Oh my gosh, yes. Um, you know, one thing. It's really important to sheriff's departments in the state, and small sheriff's departments particularly, is the deputy reserves. Uh, For those that don't know it, there's a force in many, many counties, and these are volunteers that come together and and help us with uh, non-law enforcement duties, which allows our law enforcement officers to focus on the priority items, not that the things the guys in the reserves don't do as a priority, but... Mm the sworn duties. So uh, we're blessed to have, I believe our number is about 16 in Morgan County. Berkeley and Jefferson have an active reserve, and uh, 
it's not necessarily a constitutionally funded thing, although our county commission, you know, thankfully just bought a used car for the reserves, but uh, these people basically pay their own way through donations and a lot of their own money to assist us. And uh, uh, my good friend, Sheriff Lenny Milholland from Frederick County, was able to uh, supply us with two cars, one that they donated, one that we got really cheap. And then my good friend, George Swartwood, um, George and Lenny and I go back over four decades in law enforcement. We've been friends and colleagues, and, you know, we tend to help each other any time that we can. And those guys have been wonderful to us with uh, manpower and resources that we share. And in this particular case, I took receipt of two cars from Martinsburg yesterday that was donated for the reserves and two cars from Frederick County, Virginia, about a month ago. So hmm. we can put those out in our reserve program. That's awesome. I'm looking at them, too. Uh, the car that you have on Facebook looks fast. Uh, well, I hope not. <laughs> yeah, because it might be sitting at, like, the fairgrounds or something, just blinking its now, lights. <laughs> and looking fast is always a good thing. Hopefully not going fast, you know, at any given time. Well, you know, those, uh, unfortunately, sometimes we do have to drive because of priority calls and things above the speed limit. And it's always... A safety concern, not only for my officers, but the motoring public that uh, our people are trained and drive as safe as possible. But uh, when you do the job that we do and you drive in the weather and the conditions that we do, sometimes we have crashes too. Absolutely. Again, we're speaking with Morgan County Sheriff Casey Bohr. Uh, anything else? What else is going on out uh, Berkeley County Way? I know the weather's starting to get nicer out there. Well, I can't answer for Berkeley County, but I'll answer or, uh, I'm sorry, Morgan County. <laughs> sorry. It's been That's a long okay. week. <laughs> you know, I have problems with that after working in Berkeley for, you know, 28 years of my career. It's better now, but for the longest time, it was so hard for me coming back to Morgan to write Morgan because I just <laughs> instinct, instinct, I'd write Berkeley on everything. It's like after the first of the year when you go to write the right. uh, new oh, year yeah. on there, you always do the, la- the yeah, year prior. I had to train myself initially, but, uh, you know, this is home, so I finally got it. I do want to talk a little bit about, if you don't mind, uh, we just had the West Virginia Sheriff's Association Conference and trainer in Canaan Valley last week. We have a very active Sheriff's Association. Um, yeah, a lot of us have grown up in the Sheriff's Departments, and mm-hmm. it's interesting to go there. And a lot of my fellow sheriffs I knew as, as fellow deputies in the Deputies Association years ago, so it's nice to see people who have grown up in those organizations and I think that benefits our leadership quite a bit. It you know, some of our personnel know that sheriff's department functions inside and out. But we had a meeting and of course we focus on training and things that the legislator may legislature may have put into a place coming this year. Mm-hmm. And then we prioritize the things we're working on next year. And one thing that we're prioritizing, we have for many years, is our mental health system. Our mental health system in West Virginia uh, is really severely lacking. And uh, we've been beating this uh, dead horse for about 40 years now and not been a lot of significant changes. And what I'm speaking of is how sheriff's departments have to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people don't realize that when someone has to be picked up for a mental health issue, an order is issued by the court, and a deputy sheriff has to go out and basically arrest the person, take them into custody. And, you know, in today's society, it's kind of sad to think that somebody infirmed um, is going to see 
police officers show up in yeah. police cars and have to, you know, take them into custody. Uh, it, it's a, it's an arrest, and they call it a detainment, but mm-hmm. you know, when you have to take somebody in custody and shackle them, and our people aren't really trained for that, and um, a lot of other states did away with these archaic ways years ago. And then the other thing is once we bring people into custody, especially in the Eastern Panhandle, this process can go on for 16, 18, 20 hours before the infirm person even gets treated. Hmm. They're held in custody. They're held in oftentimes in uh, detention cells and things of that nature. And uh, the sheriffs really feel that this is kind of an injustice to the mentally ill. And uh, we're trying to work with many different entities to try and improve that system so that mental health professionals are dealing with that instead of law enforcement. Yeah, so is that the answer, to have, you know, certified mental health or, you know, uh, doctors out there, you know, for these certain cases to kind of, you know, take a little bit of that burden off of your deputies? Well, I mean, it's not our, it's not our strong point. It's not our uh, training. It's not our field. And... Um, you know, we, we're law enforcement officers, and we don't have the equipment nor the resources to really deal with this problem, and we've been in crime law for years that this needs to change. And if you look across the country, how many tragedies have potentially happened because law enforcement's dealing with mentally ill people who may resist or who may get um, violent at times, and, they've, you know, people have died over this, and there's, you know, there's better ways, and you know, the sheriffs are trying to work with many entities to try to uh, implement some of the better ways in West Virginia. Now, I'm sure uh, that you know, conference, if you want to call it that, down in Kandane also helps with, you know, as you just uh, worked out with the Berkeley and um, Frederick County sheriffs, with you know, getting you know resources back and forth. It's probably more of a uh, or also a networking, you know, event as well. <laughs> oh yeah, we do. You know, we. We draw on each other's resources. Um, I'm on the executive board for the Sheriff's Association. We're basically in touch about every day through emails. And uh, sometimes, you know, just yesterday, Sheriff Harmon and I spoke on the phone. And, you know, sometimes one of us needs an answer to a problem someone else has dealt with before. Right. And, uh, you know, and we also have a staff attorney that helps us, John Tier, quite a bit. And, um, you know, we we try not to reinvent the wheel and try to, to pick each other's brains to do a better job for our, for our people. So I have to ask you this question because we got a press release from you guys uh, earlier this week about uh, something that happened Friday in the county. A, a gentleman gave another guy a ride, ended mm. up having his car stolen with a firearm in it. So uh, what can you tell us about that? Yeah, Corporal Shamble investigated that case, and and myself and some others in Berkeley County assisted. But yeah, uh, Good Samaritan gave someone a ride, and uh, he and the female he was uh, with uh, eventually gained access to the car, and, and it was stolen, and it was recovered in Berkeley County. Uh, there's been two arrests made in that case, and can't really talk about it. It's a pending investigation other than what we did release. Uh, but luckily we have the two people in custody and, you know, hoping for justice in that matter. But, you know, we the days of giving people rides and picking mm-hmm. up hitchhikers and all that sort of thing now, it's just too unsafe. Looking at you, Jordan. I know, as, as Marsha's pointing at me. 
I mean, I I know, you know, sometimes this pulls at people's heartstrings, but then mm-hmm. we we in law enforcement see these tragedies from time to time, and you know, we've had carjackings, uh, we've had carjackings that have ended in violent encounters, sometimes even death. So I would. Uh, uh, urge people if you don't know who the person is, you know, call law enforcement, uh, do something, report them, let us check them out, uh, that sort of thing. But to put somebody that you don't know in your car, it's taking quite a risk for your life and your property. Thank it, you, Sheriff. Yeah, as Marsha <laughs> glares at me saying that. But uh, I know you can't talk a whole lot about it, but uh, I think the arrest probably were made a little easier because one of the uh, criminals uh, left their uh, wallet with their ID and everything at the restaurant with the person that they stole the car from. So uh, I guess they could check that one. Yeah, it helped quite a bit. Plus, (laughs) our officers had responded to a call at the hotel the prior night of these uh, two accused people who were there hanging around. So there was some knowledge. Goodness. uh, You know, that helped. And luckily, no one was harmed in this case. Uh, Vehicles damaged, you know, vehicles can be replaced. Mm-hmm. Particularly concerning for us that we have a potential wanted felon who has a firearm and a vehicle, and we don't necessarily know how they're going to react when we arrest them. True. Wow. Absolutely. Again, we're speaking with Morgan County Sheriff Casey Bohr. Uh, before we let you go here, uh, anything else? Are you going to be making it out to the uh, Berkeley, or to the uh, Berkeley Springs Tucker County game tomorrow? I'm going to try to come back. I've got to actually get a medical appointment tomorrow late after work so depending on how soon i can get back from that but i'd like to stop by that's my alma mater i played football for berkeley springs high school so oh, what position did you play oh my gosh i played um, nose guard middle linebacker oh so you're physical I out can't... there huh makes sense you're a sheriff now uh, you know i love <laughs> basketball but i played football yeah <laughs> oh well what uh, i'm guessing you were a center power forward in basketball Power forward, yeah. I love basketball. I, I played basketball probably up till I was in my 50s and, you know, realizing my they were never going to pull me into the NBA. I had to give. <laughs> but, but I love the game. I, I always did. And I love sports. And, you know, it's such a positive thing that uh, my hats go off to the coaches today because they're such an impact on the lives of the students as the teachers are. And, you know, I credit a lot of my success in life to my high school coaches and my high school teachers, many of whom I'm still in touch with now. And besides your parents, they're probably some of the most impactful people in, on a person's life. So my hat's off to what they do. Well, Sheriff, if, you, if you're if you on your way back from your appointment and you want to tune in, Jordan's going to have the play-by-play on 92.9 WXDC tomorrow. As long as he doesn't pick somebody up and his car gets stolen. <laughs> yeah, I won't be doing that. Uh, I can I can assure you not that. Not in the company van. You better no, not. No, <laughs> definitely not if I got that. But, hey, if you do make it to the game, make sure you come on up to the press box. I don't think they're going to give you any trouble uh, getting up there. Make sure you bring a basketball. I know there's a basketball hoop around there somewhere. Maybe we wow. can uh, get a little one-on-one going. Well, we're uh, hoping the Indians come through with a victory tomorrow night. I know uh, it was really gratifying this year to drive by and watch and practice and see the depth that they had several years ago. They didn't know if they were going to be able to field a team, mm-hmm. but I saw over 40-some players this year on practice field, and that was exciting that they had that kind of depth. So looking forward to the program just continuing to build back. Absolutely. Yeah, Coach Ray, he's got uh, a good team going over there, and it uh, looks like they got a good team you know, coming up through the ranks as well. So I uh, hope you are able to make it out there. But again, yeah, Morgan County Sheriff Casey Boer, thanks for uh, hanging out with us a little bit this morning. 
It's always a pleasure to talk to you guys. Thanks for what you do. You know, I can't say enough about Marcia said about the the media, but you know, the media we work well yeah. in this area with the media and the media helps us a lot, get messages out and helps us solve crimes and promote public safety. So I thank you for what you do for us. Oh, well, thank you. We appreciate that, Sheriff. We're going to make sure we clip that one and keep Mm -hmm. it for a little longer. Award season. (laughs) Thanks. Absolutely. Thanks Thanks again, Sheriff. Have a good day. Talk to you soon. All right. Stick around for more here on Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Are you facing a DUI? Then you need to contact Sutton and Janelle Attorneys at Law immediately. With over 70 years of combined legal experience, Sutton and Janelle customizes effective and creative strategies to ensure the most favorable outcome in your DUI case. Hey, it's Jordan. Yes. Hey, it's Dale. Jason, how are you? Oh, hey, what's going on, guys? How are you? We're doing good. You guys ready to Yeah, just give us here. uh, We got, oh, one, about two minutes, and then we'll bring you on, all right? Cool. Thanks. On the last talk line on Metro News, we went the sports route, talked with WVU head football coach Neil Brown on the significance of that dramatic win over Virginia Tech. I thought this was going to be a defining moment for our team, this year's team. And we talked about that, you know, starting probably on Wednesday last week. Hey, this can this can help define us. News, sports, whatever's the big story, we're talking about it on Talkline. Weekdays at 10.06. Brought to you by Hospice of the Panhandle on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. I think we all know that feeling of terror when we see a rat run across the room or when you left the cookies out and see ants all over. If you experienced this before, rumor has it that you need the Bugman. The Bugman operates out of Berkeley Springs, West Virginia and is the Panhandle's premier pest control company with 24-7 dispatching and exceptional customer service. This Friday, get a $100 gift certificate for just 50 bucks. Log on to PanhandleNewsNetwork.com Friday at 9 a.m. to get a $100 gift certificate for only 50 bucks because pests never come at a convenient time. Call the bug man. Biden, Pelosi, and Schumer are advancing a radical agenda, including overriding state laws and putting our elections in the hands of federal bureaucrats. Now the Washington extremists want to eliminate the legislative filibuster because it stands in the way of their radical policies. The filibuster is a bedrock Senate tool ensuring bipartisan cooperation for over a century. Ending the filibuster would mean more extremism and dysfunction. Thankfully, Senator Joe Manchin pledged to uphold the filibuster, saying, quote, under no circumstance would he vote to weaken or eliminate it. But Manchin is under immense pressure to cave to partisan extremists. If Manchin sides with liberal elites in New York and California by weakening the filibuster with carve-outs for Democrats' priorities, he would violate the trust of voters. Thank Senator Manchin for standing strong. Tell Manchin to keep his word and honor his promise by protecting the legislative filibuster. Paid for by the Election Transparency Initiative. It's the Home and Auto Bundle Extrava Festa Save-a-thon, the annual year-long event where you can save big by bundling Home and Auto with Progressive. So big that we're kicking things off with fireworks. A monster truck battle. A fighter jet flyover. And it wouldn't be a party without the Home and Auto Bundle Extrava Festa Save-a-thon dancers. You can't really hear them, but trust us, they are working it. So come for the fun and stay for the savings. Only at Progressive's Home and Auto Bundle Extrava Festa Save-a-thon. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. From Pawpaw to Harper's Ferry, from Martinsburg to Winchester, it's Panhandle Live with hosts Jordan Nice Warner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by... 
Sutton and Janelle, full-service law firms from West Virginia and Maryland, helping individuals, families, businesses with all of their legal needs. You can visit their new historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Icewinner. Alongside me is Marsha Kavalik. If you missed it for the break, we had a great conversation with Morgan County Sheriff Casey Bohr about all the things going on uh, in Morgan County, which is a lot right now. So mm-hmm. uh, make sure you listen back to that if you missed any of it. But joining us on the line now are the folks from Johnson & Johnson Heating and Air. How are you all doing this morning? Great. How are you? Doing well. Good. So, uh, Feel the Love campaign nominations are are done. They're closed. They I, I do not expect you to announce anyone's name, but like, when is all of that uh, happening? Well, it's happened. So we, we have gotten the, 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 the nomination. We've already told her, the person who it is. Her name's Ms. McDaniel. And um, we're scheduled next Sunday, the sec- I guess the 3rd of October, to do the installation for her and to help her out, but she's just uh, very excited and, and very um, thankful that we're, we've chosen her. Now, uh, and let everybody know again what all you do for the people that win the Field it's of Love. It's more than just it, a unit. Oh, yeah, you do a ton. <laughs> yeah, we do, and it's going to be an all-day event for us, so we'll have a whole crew out there, a whole bunch of people. So the idea is to really replace that. The big concern for them is, is they're on a fixed income and they're, they've had some health issues, so... Um, they, they can't afford the oil heat anymore, so they have no. They really can't heat their house. So, oh my goodness! We are we are putting a new oil furnace back in, but we're also going to put a heat pump system in there with it, a combination of dual fuel application, which will allow them to heat their house without having to use fuel oil as much as they need. So, it'll make really reduce their operating costs and make it a lot more affordable for them and be able to heat their house. Yeah, and so you know, we also we're actually going to make another site visit Monday to see what all we are going to do, so we can get our materials ready. But from mowing the grass, trimming the hedges, mulching, mulching, if there's any painting, um, we're we're just there all day long. To serve for her, serve for her, and have fun, and uh, have a big lunch, and um, yeah, it's going to be a big time. All right, That's I have awesome. to ask Jason Dale, what what are you guys most apt to help with? What will you be doing? Other well, than AC stuff. Well, Other okay, than yeah. HVAC stuff. So last year I was in the mulching crew and cleaning <laughs> up some flower beds. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm very good at directing everybody where to go and that kind of stuff. But <laughs> oh, I, help, I, I see. Help anywhere and way, which way I need to. You, you're the one with the white helmet on, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dale made a lot of trips to Lowe's. I did. I did yeah, a lot we of kept saying, we Oh, he's the gopher. <laughs> I was going for this and going for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, we're speaking uh, with the guys from Johnson & Johnson Heating and Air. Now, we are officially into fall. So what should people uh, be starting to think about, you know, with the transition from AC into heat and with the heat pumps and all things like that? What what should people st- start to have on their mind? Yeah, so we need to start checking out those heating systems, you know, and that, that's why we have our comfort club, our maintenance program, to check out, make sure their furnaces and stuff are running optimal um, before it gets cold and you turn it on and it doesn't work. So we need to find out that now. We are running some specials. Um, there will actually be some cards in the mail coming people will get. But uh, right starting right now, we got 60% off a of furnace evaluation. So a regular evaluation is $125. This, with this promotion, it's only 50 bucks to get it checked out. And uh, so I encourage people to take advantage of that. And, uh, but yeah, we need, we need to make sure those heating systems are up and running Just because your cooling work doesn't necessarily mean the heating's going to, you know, right. be ready to go. And this is the time to do it when it's not frigid out. <laughs> yeah, when it's not 25 yeah. degrees outside. It is. Let's uh, be a little, you know, let's stay ahead of the game proactive. and not be a little proactive. Yeah, and not wait till you absolutely need it. 
Again, we're speaking with the guys from Johnson & Johnson Heating and Air. Real quick before we have to let you go, uh, can you let everybody know where to get in touch with you and you know see about all those deals you have going on? Yeah, the best way to reach us is our website at jandjcomfort.com. That's J-A-N-D-J comfort.com. Awesome. Don't forget to check out our Facebook page. We've got Bo and Jack. That's we right. saw them. They almost forgot. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, they are yeah. some cute dogs. They Better are. Week. Yep. Awesome. Come as a pair. You don't want to break them up. So somebody... They get along with animals and everything. So oh, wow. twice the fun. Add, add them to your add them to your other dogs. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, they are cuties. We're looking at them here on your Facebook page. But again, uh, thanks to uh, thanks for, for calling in, guys. Thank you for having Thank us. You. Take care. All right. Always nice talking to the guys from Johnson and Johnson Heating and Air, especially uh, when you have pertinent stuff to talk about, like going from fall er, Mm -hmm. from summer into fall, which I'm loving the weather that we're going to be having the next couple of days. Love it too, and of course they they're going to go out and bless that family and uh, all hands on deck. And I love that they they all put all their efforts into helping someone like that. Absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, Marsha, we've been you've been kind of dreading the end but uh, right. unfortunately you were hit well we were all hit uh, with some bad news uh, and some you know sad news this morning so if you've listened to WEPM um, the Panhandle News Network for long you uh, you probably are familiar with the voice of Elias McMillan he uh, was our afternoon guy helped out a lot with sports when we were going through some transitions uh, one great summer we had so much fun on Panhandle Live a bunch of us just getting in together and doing it was just one of the best experiences he brought so much to the table, and unfortunately, we lost him to cancer yesterday. And um, I just want to say he was a good guy, uh, one of the one of the best. And um, I know where he is um, because he he was a, a man of faith, and he leaves behind a wife and a, a little girl. And um, just wanted to to let the listeners hear a little bit about what he brought to the table as a professional here on our network. I'm Elias McMillan. James Harden was named the NBA's most viable player last night over four-time winner LeBron James and Pelicans forward Anthony Davis. The Rockets star joined Michael Jordan as the only players to average at least 20 points, 8 assists, 5 rebounds, and 1.7 steals in leading Houston to a league-best 65 wins this past season. I'm Elias McMillan, WEPM Sports. Good morning, Hans. Strong storms did hit the area yesterday afternoon, causing flooded basements in areas like Hedgesville and some severe damage in the west end of Martinsburg. With your news update, I'm Elias McMillan on the voice of the Eastern Panhandle, 93.7 and 1340 WEPM. Yeah, I mean, I'm new, uh, still new to the station, but uh, I've been kind of filling in and helping out for a few years. And uh, I was fortunate enough to be able to spend at least one whole day with Elias uh, when I was filling in uh, when we were still broadcasting Martinsburg High Games. And he was so excited. He didn't expect me to ask him to uh, help out with the broadcast because uh, the color commentator was out and I was filling in and I needed somebody that kind of knew something about, mm-hmm. you know, Martinsburg and whatnot. Right up, huh? Absolutely. And he, w- he did such a great job. And my dad was helping me that day too and he even said how uh, awesome it was to meet him and how he was just a great guy and I'm, I'm happy to have had a little bit of time with him he loved sports he loved movies uh he he loved his family uh and i know he he uh, loved his faith as well his his family misses him terribly this morning we miss him terribly here we're we're blessed that we got a chance to be with him 
Absolutely. Uh, very sad news, but uh, it's you always got to think about the good things. There was always there was a ton of good things uh, with Elias, especially here at work and with the station, how much he loved, uh, you know, being around here and, you know, being with everybody mm-hmm. and, you know, how much of an impact he made uh, on everybody's lives here. It's uh, definitely a sad day. Uh, definitely a sad day. Absolutely. But um, to recap the show, I don't know how to transition from that at all. But to recap, we had Dan Adcock, Director of Government Relations and Policy for the National Committee to Preserve Social Security and Medicare on. Also, I talked to Coach Terry Ray, head coach for Berkeley Springs Football. And then we had Morgan County Sheriff Casey Bohr on uh, to talk about all things Berkeley County. Oh, and um, Jason Dale from Johnson Johnson Heating and Air as well. But uh, for Marsha Kavalik, I'm Jordan Icewinner. I think that will do it for us for today here on Panhandle Live uh, on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Network. Have a good one. We'll talk to you tomorrow. This is the day of the WEPM Martinsburg and WCST Berkeley Springs. This is the Panhandle News Network, a West Virginia Radio Corporation station.